quick shout out to our patrons on Patreon. All right, here we go. Jay Curtis Miller, Greg McCowan, McCann, Elliot Travis, PJ Zabo, Stephen Stinson, Chad Cunningham, Tim Finch, Richard Paris Wilson, Taylor McDonald, Alex. That's all it says, just Alex. So thanks, Alex. Taylor Shanton, Raphael Fortier, Fortier, Chris Francis, Philippe Maurice, Jeremy Malik Royal, Tom Duncan, Zach Reed, Olivier Jobin, Jobin, Jeremy Davis, Andy Wakeman, Dominique Lang, Brian Charles Lehrer, Brandon Mattingly, Caleb Ford, Josh Sliff, Slife, I think it's Sliff, uh, Luke Bickley, Nate Gerhardt, Esso, also Joshua Wan, Owen Asman, M. Cole Chilton, Matt Everett, Wilson Lemieux, and Adrian, oh boy, Kuchin Ruther, Kuchin Ruther, Ruther. Uh, thanks, guys, and on with the show. This season of Good is sponsored by Musicbed. Musicbed has curated a world-class roster of bands, composers, and artists, and made them easily accessible for filmmakers. We personally use them all the time, so make sure you do too. And to sweeten the deal, they're offering 20% off your next non-custom license. Just use coupon code GOOD when you check out at musicbed.com. Also this season, me and Jared are giving away a bunch of behind-the-scenes content over at Patreon. For a small monthly subscription, you'll get access to live Q&As, commercial and music video treatments, and behind-the-scenes photos and videos of us on set. To become a patron of our show, visit patreon.com slash goodthepodcast. Hey, everyone. My name's Jared Hogan. And I'm Christian Schultz. And this is Good. Good. The podcast has a new voicemail. Hey, boys. Hope all is well. Um, it's a quick intro. My name is Steven, and I'm a director based out of Nashville, Tennessee. Um, one thing that I've kind of wanted to hear more from filmmakers as a whole is just how you, you kind of manage the journey uh, of filmmaking as a career. You know, it's really easy for people to talk about what they're passionate about and their creative process. It's easy to give kind of the one-liners of, you know, build a good team around you, you know, do what you love, take on personal projects. But I don't hear as many people talk about really how to manage a career in filmmaking. Um, and I, I would love to hear more people kind of talk about that because it, it's it's so easy to, to think of filmmaking as a, as a passion and, and to do what you're passionate about. But it's a lot harder to turn that passion into a sustainable career um, where you're able to manage your money and manage, you know, time spent with your family while also trying to create the best stuff that you can. So, yeah, I would love love to hear more about that, of, of how you can turn something that you really love doing into a sustainable career. Hope you guys are doing well. I think that's a tough question. Because it's kind of, it's not tough because it's vague, but it's tough because I feel like it's, it's just big. It's a big question and complex. Yeah. It's like, yeah, how do you do what we do every day <laughs> as a living? You know, I think the interesting part is managing um, what you want to be doing with what you're doing now, what you want to be doing eventually with with having to provide and make money. Um, cause I think we all imagine there is a sweet spot of, um, doing exactly what you want to be doing 
making the amount of money that you want to be making. And I think we're all kind of aiming toward that, you know? Um, but I think, and I'm sure there's people that are close to being able to do that, but it seems like a bit of a mirage. I would lean on the mirage idea. Yeah. At least me personally. Cause I'm like, I think you are too, but I'm like infinitely unsatisfied Yeah, with how creative I am, how much money I'm making. Like what are other people, directors doing that I'm not doing? Should I kind of pivot? Yeah. You know, all these questions are flying in my head every single day, especially when I'm staring at my own footage. Yeah. You know, I think um, as far as like, building a career. That's a really, that's a really tough question. Yeah. I don't want to say that it's, this may sound a little bit like an easy kind of vague question, but I think it legitimately is different for everybody. Yeah. What does that word mean? Building a career to somebody would be making exactly what they need. Yeah. Like, right. Right. Money wise or project wise. But to some somebody else, it would mean, um, yeah, an Oscar or some type of like I want to be doing this type of work and the, getting yeah, this kind of recognition or something. Yeah, you know, like that kind of like. And I think a lot of people are trying to achieve what they feel is the pinnacle of yeah whatever their their perception of the film world is. It's an interesting question for me um steven kind of like kind of like talks he says uh how do you manage like the journey of filmmaking you think that you think do you when you hear that do you immediately think financially no i i think it's more holistic than that and i think when i look at my journey as a filmmaker it's very interesting because I don't think, and I, and I, and I think this is like a bit of a blessing in my life that I probably don't look at very often, but like coming out of school, like film school, I didn't even really have the opportunity to like overthink that. What what do you mean? Like I came out of film school and went into a full-time job at a church. Right. Sure. And I was just like bombarded with work. So yeah. there, there was no like. You went from film school to film school. Yeah, yeah. In some ways, and there was there was no like um, preoccupation with like, what work should I be doing? I had no choice. The work that I was doing was the work I was getting paid for. I had no right. time for anything else. And so, th- the option to really like think about the kind of work that I was doing probably didn't come until three, four years after. I'd been working this full-time job. Right. Yeah, I was still was working there. It was just like the pay, I'd been able to like build a team. The pace had like not really slowed, but like my responsibilities had kind of opened up a bit for like what that could look like. So I think for people that are kind of thinking like, I want to have a filmmaking career and they're looking like at this you know, like vast horizon of right. options and ideas and like other, other filmmakers and their careers. And I feel like thankfully 
I kind of didn't have to do that. I, I, I just like was able to do a lot of work kind of, you, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, Absolutely. I just kind of I, but fell feel, in, not fell into it, but like, I, yeah, I just didn't have time to pause. I feel like more, more than any other time that is the situation for a lot of filmmakers happening. Like they just kind of decide I want to do this and then no, like they're forced to make things. That's the best way. Absolutely. Yeah. But I think some, you know, maybe this isn't his situation. Yeah. And a lot of other people's, this isn't their situation or maybe they're just doing local stuff or they're even maybe even doing a day job, but they want to be doing, you know, the best yeah. work and they want to transition. I've actually, it's interesting because I've actually talked to a lot of people over the last probably two years that are wanting to completely tra- like transition into making films, but they're, they're only doing it sort of hobbyish. Yeah. You know, and they're still doing a day job, but they know that they need to be making films. Mm. And it's interesting that they ask, I don't know why it's, I mean, why would you ask anybody anything? But like, I have no answer for them. Yeah. Cause like you just said, that's not my personal experience in any way. Right. My personal experience is I did an internship with some filmmakers, not even like a paid thing. Just like I would go sit behind them while they're in after effects and ask them questions. Yeah. That was about the extent of it. Yeah. Um, and then I made something for free. Um, like a not even commercial, but just like a, a story thing. And then somebody asked me to do that and they paid me fifteen hundred dollars to do it. And then I bought like, myself my own yeah, I was like, that's the most money <laughs> ever like I've ever and I got the check and I was like, I immediately went to the bank. Yeah. And I was like, this can't be real. Gotcha. And I I put it in, into I like started, that was the first time I started an account too at a bank. <laughs> I like started, account. I was probably like 17. Yeah. And I put that money in the bank and I went to eBay and I bought a camera that night and I so it. And then I did the job with the camera that I bought with the money that they just gave me. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> and I bought like this PVC dolly system. Oh yeah. That was Sick. like, it could put a little tripod on there and now you could do steady like yeah. shots i was like life-changing i was like this is filmmaking yeah this. and it's true yeah that is and at the time i was i honestly i had no picture of what this world that we live in man is i mean right now. when when you and i and i'm not not like trying to sound like old timers but when you and i what was mm-hmm. that probably like roughly eight nine years ago yeah something like that yeah you know, you and I like kind of starting out, it's like Vimeo had just kind of had like it's sealant, you know, like barely had started, maybe yeah. like been around for two or three years. It was, it was at the time very boutique. Yeah. Extremely. Um, which made and, it cool. Yeah. And so there wasn't this like massive landscape of like, here's all the kind of people you can be like, or here's yeah. the kind of careers you can have. <laughs> or Even though they were, they were that work was being made. At the yeah. Time. It just wasn't as visible, or there right. weren't like um uh like artists' names attached to it as much, right? It was more unless just, you wanted to do like some research and and kind of dig in. It was more like you know like Steven Soderbergh is making a thing, right. or you'd only really hear about it if it was like had some notoriety to it yeah. already. 
And I think that there is something kind of special about that. I, I think that like the Vimeo community and like the YouTube community that's kind of like emerged over the past decade is amazing. I think it's been great, but I think there being like, there's something kind of healthy about there being like a gap, like this kind of middle ground between like where we started and like the people who are making like films, right. There being like kind of like this, not knowing what that was supposed to look like. There weren't like rules written for like how to get there. Not that there are now, I guess. So maybe that's like not the best way to put it, but like, I feel like you could be wanting to start a career now and be like, I want to do this like so-and-so and then I want to move on and do this like so-and-so and then this is the next step and then I'll make my movie. Right. You know what I mean? And I think that there's just a lack of like awareness or knowledge when we started. Let me say this. And this Does may- that make sense at yeah. all? I think what I find now and what I, I even, and you probably even have gotten sucked into with just the mass amount of things being made Yeah, and them all being visible. Um, in some ways it's turned into this idea of being known, mm-hmm. which is like very extremely dangerous. Yeah. Cause like, and I, I just told this to somebody asked me kind of a similar question the other day. Like they don't know what they want to do with their life, but they know that they want, like literally said, I, I just want to be known. Mm. And I'm like, that is so effing dangerous because not just i don't want to over like over like like make something complex but like that will never happen to the point where you that you feel satisfied right you know like you won't be known enough to make yourself yeah it's just like the carrot on the string that you'll never yeah yeah so like i legitimately always come back like and this is a true feeling that i have Whenever and I, it turns on when I'm on set, turns on when I'm like in pre production on something where I'm like, this is what I want to do with my life. Yes. And it's, it's a hundred percent more about the craft mm-hmm. than it is about in the process. Yeah. And the process. Yeah. And how hard things are. Yeah. And uh, the pressure of yep. not having enough time. Yeah. And having to figure it out, that to me is life. Yeah. You know, like I would say, like, if you're listening me. to this and like that description doesn't like make your face light up, yeah, this may be the wrong thing for you. <laughs> no, legit. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah. Cause yeah. even like hearing you say that, I'm like, oh, I just like want to, I don't want to do that right now. Get on set. <laughs> yeah. And even like all the way through, you know, like, Cause I, I, at this point in my career, like I, I do really like to edit and there's something about sitting down with like all your footage that you worked your ass off to collect and make and create. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, now I'm going to dig in and like, and like, you know, like create a sculpture out of all this right. stuff. Right. And all that is just so exciting and it doesn't get less exciting. It doesn't mean it's not scary. Right. But it doesn't get less exciting. Let me, but let me say this though. If, if I don't want to say that that like if you're not getting that feeling then it's probably true like if you've had that experience before and then you hear that and you don't feel that way something's probably off but like if you haven't had that experience yeah of seeing somebody doing that or doing that yourself i would say that that's your goal yeah you know to just literally to get to zero yeah like you need to know a framework 
well maybe maybe to like let's take that scale and slide it back to like someone who's just getting started you know like yeah i remember when i was just really barely beginning to understand that i like to do this i would get like so stoked if i like even just thought about like what if i had a camera yeah (laughs) what if i had a computer yeah and then i could make something whenever i wanted to like i could like shoot it and then put it together and then have the thing finished like i didn't have either of those right you know what i mean so like what if i could and that's the thing like i would borrow like my friend's dad's camera right and then like edit on the good vhs (laughs) you know what i mean like right like a vcr i mean um so i just think that like on some level there's got to be like a primal like response to like those tools like speaking to to you i have to do this yeah and i I think in contrast to what you were saying of like i want to be known because of this i want to like receive this like that cannot be your driving factor and you ever feel fulfilled because i i think like and i i can't like really assign this or say this is like a blanket statement but like and it's really what you said like the process of making films is so fulfilling yes and collaborating with people and like hitting roadblocks hitting obstacles and like finding ways to like move around them or overcome them like that's the thing that's like and then you see the whole thing come together and you're like, nobody knows yeah. what I went through <laughs> to make this thing. Nobody knows that thing. there was this thing right to the right of frame. Yeah. Nobody knows that like just before this, somebody had a heart attack. You know, like yeah. all you see is just- that, Did that happen? No, but it's something. But yeah, that's yeah. the stuff that's like, that like keeps me going. And I think to be honest with you, everything that I'm doing- is trying to convince people to let me do that. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's, there can be some like misconception with like, especially in commercial work where it feels like a lot of nonsense and mm-hmm. it is, mm-hmm. but if you look at it from the point of view of I'm having to do this thing that I don't like, I'm having to maintain my perce- like the perception that people have of me and I'm having to, maybe talk in a certain way in, in a in a phone call. Yes. Because I'm trying to I'm trick trying people to trick in people <laughs> to let me get on set and make something. Exactly right. Even if in, in the end, you know, it's different from what you would have wanted to, I still got on set. This is the joy of I shooting. Still made something. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's that's real. For sure. So I think like it may just someone outside that hasn't like progressed maybe as much as they wanted to, it may seem like people are, are like um, different than, or like people's motives are different than what they actually are. But I can probably assure you that all this nonsense that you see, like the way someone talks mm-hmm. on Instagram, the way someone, you know, kind of promotes themselves or the way that like somebody um, you know, even the way that like people, like the the people that people choose to work with, yeah, to create this like sort of a brand, yeah, of themselves, 
um, I can assure you that all of that is done so that they can continue to just get on set, you know, and maybe set is not the same for everybody, but like, so they, whatever they part can, of it, they, whatever they part of it gets them riled up. And I'm sure that mixed in with that, there is like weird e- ego stuff and, and money and, and greed and all of that That's what I'm mixed saying, in. It's dangerous, you know, and but obviously I, it's dangerous. It's not like a, yeah. A greed, greed, is greed dangerous? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So I think if that's not present and that's not there, there's some hard questions you need to ask yourself. For sure. And I think um, as far as like managing your career and like managing, you know, if you're like a family man or woman and like are trying to like figure out how to do that along with a career. um, Yeah, I can't answer that. Yeah. I'd feel weird answering that. Massive questions that are way too specific to talk about in a general way. Um, I think there are priorities that need to be addressed, you know, like, uh, but I think like, I think what we're saying is your baseline, your zero. Yeah. Where you start everything from. Yes. Before you even start asking yourself questions about how do I manage a family and be a filmmaker, (laughs) maybe ask the question. Am I and no, I'm not talking to about specifically to Steven, but like maybe just like people who are starting out, do I want to be a filmmaker before I start asking right. myself if I want to be a filmmaker and right. all these other things? Yeah. I think, and just to bring in an antidote to it, it's like for a long time, I really wanted to be a musician. Yeah. Let me rephrase that. I thought that I really wanted to be a musician and I worked really hard at playing the drums and I played in a lot of bands. I was on the road a good bit, played a lot of shows in New Orleans, but when it, it was very easy for me to let that go mm-hmm. because I think, and maybe not even immediately, but I think I realized that I actually just wanted to travel and a band was my way to do that. Yeah. It wasn't playing drums, wasn't writing music, essentially, you know, and I love music. It's yeah. a part of filming. It's a part of yeah. my everyday life. But that was like my way to see the world. Yeah. But it wasn't true. Yeah. You know, but like making films, like being on set, making something, seeing something all the way through, and then eventually being able to sh- like, that is like finding that was like a savior in a lot of ways to like give my life direction, you know, give my life somewhat of a purpose Yeah. to try and say what I thought about the world. Right. You know? And uh, so I think like, make sure that you kind of look a little bit deep before. And, and it's like, Obviously, you sound like an adult. I think you're an adult, Steven. So, like, <laughs> um, you know kind of all this stuff. I think maybe this is, like, a reminder. Or maybe not even for you. It's not just for you, no, I'm saying that, but you're the person who asked the question. So, yeah. you're the target. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's good thoughts. All right. This season of Good is sponsored by Musicbed. Searching for the right music can be tough. 
That's why Musicbed offers free music search. Just shoot them an email or give them a call and one of their music specialists will help you narrow it down to the perfect track. And once you have it, don't forget to use coupon code GOOD for 20% off. Visit musicbed.com for more info. Don't forget to check out patreon.com slash goodthepodcast to get access to live Q&As, commercial and music video treatments, as well as behind the scenes photos and video of us on set. Get all your info at patreon.com slash goodthepodcast. This episode was mixed by Christian Stropko, or as we like to refer to him, Christian number two. Also, you can find all of our show notes and other fun stuff at goodthepodcast.com. 